Do you have a Bible question you need answered? Send it in to 0491-064-669 and it will get answered on The Breakfast Show. You're listening to Faith FM with Monica, with Blake, with the beautiful weather of Newcastle on The Breakfast Show. And a little hook in the right hand. A right-handed hook. This is actually quite a large hook. This is a big, chunky hook. If you lost your hand, would you put... Uh, like a pirate a, hook so I could hook. No, not a pirate hook. A knitting. No, not knitting. Wait, what are a you doing? Crochet. crochet. A crochet hook, like a permanent That's one? That's actually not a bad idea. But the thing is, they come in different sizes and different lengths. So I'd have like maybe an adjustable. Like if I have like a little, like, like a, those those metal domes that pirates have where they screw the, the hook into. Like, yeah. yeah, That's actually not a bad idea. I would totally <laughs> consider that now that you brought that I'd love up. to see that as a character in a book. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there she came out with... <laughs> A crochet hook maybe, on her right hand. Maybe that's what pirates are really up to. Maybe they were just, you know. They're just like really passionate yeah, about long hours on the sea. But you know what? They're probably crocheting those big giant fishnets. That's actually the origins of knitting and crochet. Is really? It, yeah. Men invented it, even though women probably do it now. But it was actually invented um, as a method to create and repair fishing nets. I yeah. knew that. <laughs> there you go. I know that now. <laughs> so it's actually a manly thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can we do the quiz, please? Yes. Please help me. Okay. All right. Our next clue for our Who Am I quiz. Have we had any people get this right so far? Uh, yeah, we have, actually. Okay. I'll, go, I'll go through that in a little bit. Okay. Here we go. Jesus says that if my kingdom were divided against itself, it couldn't stand. Ooh. Um, Jesus said that if my kingdom were divided against itself, it couldn't stand. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Give us a text or a call. Wild times. What can they win? A wonderful book called No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots, Plant-Based Food for Humans by Leah Jones. Okay, looking good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see who actually ends up winning that. Also, I'm excited to reveal this quiz because we had some people text in very wrong answers. Ooh. Yeah. So it started out started out wild there. And then a few people did get it correct. Uh, and I'll go through that here in just a little minute. But we've got the uh we've got the saga of Bamara. Are we still with the <laughs> They got a new Bam- one. So Bam- okay, Bam- so Chris Bam- texts in he texts B A H hyphen M A H hyphen R A H. Okay, so Bamara. I think that's Bamara. how... Bamara. 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 It must be. Yeah. I, Do you know what? Let's call the Bamara Council. <laughs> Let's get them on the phone. Chris says, try that, Blake. The last R is definitely pronounced from memory. I picked grapes there. Horrible working in the blazing sun. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> rough, rough times. We also have a text message in here. Uh, it says, gardening for health. That yes. is why Jesus gave Adam and Eve gardening as a job in the Garden of Eden. Perfect for perfect health. Got a heart emoji, prayer hands, and a little smiley face hug with the world. And then maybe we should do all the same. Big smiley face with the eyes closed. Oh, yeah. We should 100% all be out there gardening. You think gardening. that's true? Oh, it, it's so great. It gives you, you, it gives you physical activity. I mean, I can I can oversee everyone else doing the gardening. 
I I had <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's called slavery, yeah, and no. you might not want to be a participant. No, it's it's in that. called leadership. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting thoughts. Uh, no, I've actually was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, he's an older gentleman. Uh, Barry Plain is his name. Love that guy. Used to live uh, out at his property. He was talking about the benefits of getting soil underneath the fingernails. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah. Because I used to dig with gloves all the time. He was like, no, 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 mate. You yeah. got to get the soil on the fingernails. Yeah. And I was like, like Negative really? ions or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually like speaking, coming off the back of that segment we just did on your feet, it's actually great to get your feet to touch nature as well. Yeah, for the same reasons. Oh. They, I think there's like a there's like a hippie terminology for it. I think they call it earthing. And it's, it sounds a little like, you know, you know, Earthing. airy fairy. But it literally a, sounds very earthy. Yeah, yeah. But there actually is a good science behind it. So it's actually like a valid, valid point. But I'm going to shamelessly use my position right now on live radio to uh, see if I can maybe get myself a fr- some gardeners because at RTM, where I work at the Raymond Terrace Missions there, we have a little plot of dirt in the out back. the back. I've been that, looking like at that for years. Two meters by two meters, like it's small. There's no one on the other side as well, too. It's you should do it on both sides. I've so I've got a plan. I've already started actioning the plan where I'm just going to get some dirt, maybe from like a hardware store. Yeah. And I've already got a bunch of seeds of like hardy flowers, and I'm just going to mix them together and then like just chuck them over the top. But I need to like clear the the little plot first. It's very small, and I've actually chosen the flowers in honor of you. Wow, of me. Yeah, can you guess what they are? You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I know. I'll give you a clue. You always went on about it every Sabbath when you were preaching at RTM. Every Sabbath, Almost. I preached about these flowers. You didn't preach about them, but you'd always bring them up because they'd come up on the slide, a picture of them, and you'd be like, "Does anyone know what flower this is?" And we all have to guess, even though you told us like the week before and the week uh, before and the week. Before. I can't remember. California poppies. Oh yes, of course, I love those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought some California poppies. But yeah, if there's anyone in the Newcastle area who wants to help me, I don't know, do some weeding and clearing, and then like throw some soil down and maybe know more. about The, the colors poppies. are very like Adventist actually, because they're like yes. white, green, orange, and the little black center there as well too. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, all right. that's kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah, wow, give cool. us a call if little you want to help me out. Some- Did you know if you pick those in California, you go to jail? Really? Yeah. I mean, opiates? if they catch you. <laughs> oh, because oh, it could be opiates? No, no. I, well, I have no idea. I don't think so. I the think it's, it's the state flower. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah if anyone's in the Newcastle area and would like to maybe volunteer at like just maybe a couple of hours of time to do some gardening to help out a church, um, please give us a call. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not sure what this means, but Franco texts in, Bruce is more than likely overwatered. Oh, Bruce. Oh, Bruce. Do you think so? Maybe. Okay. I, I, I Bruce paired back Bruce. the watering. I paired back the watering. I put him by the window, Freco, um, thinking he might like the sunshine. And then when I went to get him back in, that's when he, the top of him had turned brown. Maybe it is the watering. I do tend to overlove my plants. Hmm. Interesting. Thank you, Freco. Good uh, good gardening advice here on Faith FM, where you get all your good gardening advice every morning. <laughs> uh, we also have a text message here. It says, Victorian police, how about re-employing all the police that had to leave because of not being vaccinated first? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about good this. Good question. You know, ugh, I won't get into it. 
ranting. The the text continues to go on here <laughs> before you go ranting. I have a close police friend who is higher up who told me that uh, moral in the police department morale in the police department is very very low. He's been in the police force for over thirty years. Tears, crying face. And then the little sad face with no, the angry I'm gonna eyebrows. Say it. I'm going to say it. Say what you're going to say. We're talking about the pokies and we're saying we can't get rid of pokies because it'll damage the employment in the industry. And yet we will willy-nilly fire police that weren't vaccinated. And it's like, well, what about the people who are working there? Whatever the industry aspect that they have said it. I've done it. Okay, let's okay. move on. Well, the next text message is literally about the pokies. It says the solution for gambling is the second coming. You can't fight greed in high places, especially when they make the laws. Prayer hands, world emoji, angry eye face, money bag, and a little cash sign with the tongue that sticks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Love the emojis. Love the emotion of this as well, too. Thank you for sending in the emotions. Uh, we got another text message with pokies. Why not set all winnings to go direct to your favorite charity? I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm- I like the end result of that, but the problem with gambling is it destroys families. Yeah. It really does. Who's doing it. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it was building up a charity. No, because a lot of them already <laughs> I do. I like how you said it. No, no, no. <laughs> A lot of them already do. A lot of them already do. And it still doesn't justify. The end doesn't justify the means. I think also, yeah, that's a good point. I think also the the very fact that we have now evidence that Ninety-five billion dollars of organized crime money was laundered through said gambling mm-hmm. means. That it doesn't matter if it goes to charity if it's also supporting organized crime. Yep. So James has texted in. He got the answer right. Bruce and Liz, you got the answer right. I believe. I hope so. Uh, another text message here talking about barefoot little foot emoji walking. Back to the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve, they walked barefoot in the garden, and they would absorb the energy from the soil. Exactly what you were talking about, earthing mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Talking, talk about a win-win relationship. God knows best. Palm trees, smiley face, heart. Love it. I cannot wait to walk around barefoot on the new earth. It's going to be amazing. That'll be good because it won't be artificial surfaces. Yeah, or thorns and stuff. Very, very cool. Uh, uh, Kayleen Cosmeyer says, true. And then Janelle texts in... The correct answer. I'm not going to give it away. I almost did. (laughs) (laughs) Almost did, Janelle. That was a little bit close. Uh, But we are here on Faith FM. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. We're going to dive into our Bible study for the day. And this is about tithe. Oh, yeah, stewardship. Stewardship is an old-timey word. What does it mean, Blake? Uh, Well, to be a good steward, right? Uh, I don't have the direct definition from the dictionary, but it's to be a caretaker, a manager of funds, a a proprietor of the state, you know, Mm -hmm. the the person who is in charge of resources that are not theirs. And so we're actually all stewards because we've we been given resources, multiple kinds of resources. we got to go back to the very beginning here. What is, or I guess who is, the owner of everything? Oh, God. God. Because, and why? Because he created it. So he created, so all the gold, all the silver, all the platinum, all the diamonds, all the rubies, all the sapphires, all the emeralds, every precious metal, every all the oil, all the... The trees, all the sheep, all the camels, all the donkeys, like every 
every single asset that has ever been, every single mean of transaction, of finance, of value or resource, God created it all. Mm. Now, we use it to barter, to trade, to save, to acquire, and to redistribute, but God is the one who's in charge of all of it. Yeah. It kind of makes me think about, you know, we're talking about the gambling. We're talking mm-hmm. about the... That's a, that's a bad stewardship right there. Right. So the gambling, the, the one of the reasons it's such a bad thing is not just because of the destruction that it causes in families, but because of the fact that you are misappropriating resources that are not yours to misappropriate. Mm. Right? Like you, you're being a bad steward because you're sending money that's not really yours to somewhere else. Yeah. Especially in a, in a way that God has specifically said he doesn't want it to be used. Yeah. So it's it's a very it's a very interesting thing that when we learn to follow the principles of the Bible, those principles keep us out of harm's way and out of a negative uh, path that can lead us to destruction and to, to the destruction of our family. I read this book called The Power of Habit. And oh, yeah. in this really good book, actually, uh, I a little bit rebukey <laughs> to me. I've, I've, I've got it on my Kindle, but I haven't read it yet. It's a great book. Okay. Uh, but there's a part, there's a section that talks about gambling addiction. Oh, really? It talks about all sorts of addictions, really, mm-hmm. but it talks about gambling addiction and the the kind of the false loop that goes through it. So like when you win, you think I can win more. And when you lose, you think I can win more. Right. So no matter if, if you win or lose, a gambling addict is always like, there's always more to win. Yeah. And they get caught in this loop. And what the casinos do is when they find somebody who has won big or who has, you know, been successful, even on a small degree, they triple quadruple, you know, quintuple their efforts to advertise to that person, to build up marketing, and to get them back in to the casino. And they do this by incentivizing the trip, by saying, hey, you can come stay in our penthouse suite for free. You Mm -hmm. can come, uh, hey, guess what? You are one of our preferred VIP customers. We'll give you free food, free entertainment, free accommodation. You know, come in. We will give you $1,000 of credit to gamble with. Right, because what they know that many people don't know is the house always wins yep. every single time. Statistically, it's always going to happen, and that's why casinos are a business. Mm-hmm. Now, in America, gambling is illegal in pretty much like almost every state, uh, except for like Vegas, maybe New Jersey, Atlant- Atlantic City. Oh, oh, totally illegal. Yeah, really. However, the way they get around it is reservations. Oh, okay. Okay, so there's casinos all over the place, but they're on native indigenous land, and the the indigenous land allows for the native people of America to use their reservations as sovereign sections of the United States of America to have casinos, and they run. That's literally they run the casino. I feel like that's uh, that's. Um advertising to a demographic that really doesn't need to be. It's awful, actually. I mean, because what happens is, you know, just on a side note here, uh, we're talking about money management. I have family who are, you know, Creek Indian, Iroquois Indian, uh, Wintoon. My cousin, a bunch of my cousins are Wintoon Indian. And they have a big Wintoon casino on the, you know, on the reservation there. 
and they get like $5,000 a month for doing nothing uh, other than they have to live on the res. Mm-hmm. So, but as long as they live on the res and don't work, they're incentivized to be paid the money. Yeah, wow. Now, the problem with that is idle hands are the devil's tools. Yeah. And so now they're paying people to not work, to live off of the money from the the gambling and from their winnings. And the, the reason they do this, they want to take care of their, of their tribe. They want to take care of their family, uh, which is actually a good thing. That's awesome. That's great. But when people don't have anything to do and they have a bunch of money, drugs and alcohol seem to be the way to go. Yeah. And and historically speaking, native people in America, uh, I don't know about indigenous Australia. Uh, that's actually something I'd be really interested in to find out about. But native people in America have alcoholism like in their genetic predisposition. Yeah, I think it's the same. And so it's really unfortunate that all this money is available there. There's no work to be done. And they have this predisposition for drug and alcohol abuse within like their DNA makeup. And then you have a uh, crisis after crisis happening on the res because of the results of gambling. So on the surface, maybe it looks good, but underneath there's always corruption. There's always bad things. So not only corruption in the community, but corruption of families. As so well, happening. The results of bad stewardship can really be quite horrific. Right. So that's yeah. the point of that is we have copious amounts of examples of poor stewardship that leads to corruption and the destruction of the family unit mm. and the individual as well, too. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Now, we're going to talk today about tithe. Now, this is a word that the dictionary defines as a tenth part of something or 10%. The definition is likely taken from the biblical narrative, but the tithe is simply returning 10% of our income or our increase to God. Now, that's that's very different. Like, So it's not just 10% of everything. It's 10% of your increase. So, so your profit. Your profit, mm-hmm. right? What you make, the increase that you have, give 10% to God. Um, we are reading from our 20 million movement Bible study that people are studying all around the world. And we understand that all we have belongs to God in the first place, right? The tithing legislation that's then given to Israel at Mount Sinai points out that the tithe is holy and belongs to God. So you can see that in Leviticus 27. But what's interesting here is there's a book called Testimonies for the Church that says men were required to offer to God gifts for religious purposes long before the definite system was given to Moses, even as far back as the days of Adam. Oh, wow. So from the very beginning, there was this idea to return unto the Lord, even before the definitive system of tithe and offering were laid out in Leviticus, which Moses wrote out. So God asks only for his 10%. Our offerings of gratitude are separate from, and in addition... To the tithe. So the tithe is the minimum testimony of our Christian commitment. And nowhere in the Bible do we find any indication that God's portion is less than a tenth. So the minimum requirement as a follower of Christ, as someone choosing to be a, a theist, not an atheist, but a theist who believes in God and chooses to follow him, the minimum requirement is 10%, right? And so that 10% 
is a not really we're not giving 10%. That's really important for us to understand. We are returning 10%. Mm. Those there's a difference. Yeah, yeah okay? very much so. And that understanding comes from the recognition that the return happens because the money is already God's. Genesis chapter 14, verse 8 to 20 says, Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, and he was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now this is right after the probably one of the coolest rescue missions ever. Abraham goes in, he saves all the people that were kidnapped, brings them back, and then he said, instead of taking all the money for himself, he gives it back to Salem. But then he actually chooses, uh, uh, he actually gives it back to Sodom and uh, Gomorrah. But he chooses to pay a tenth to the high priest, Melchizedek. This is Ellie Holcomb, Do Not Worry, right here on Faith FM. And we'll be back with our encounter with God and a little bit more about tithe. See the birds that are singing in the spring air. Given everything they need They don't worry where their next meal will come from They don't worry about a thing So just look around you Try to listen to the song creation sings Don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God Who made everything Flowers in their colorful beauty They're dressed better than a king They don't worry about what they should wear, no They don't worry about a thing So just look around you Try to listen to the song creation sings And don't you worry cause you're in Hands of the God who made everything Because you're, you're not a bird And you're, you're not a flower You don't have petals or wings But there is good news You're worth so much more To the God who made everything Listening to Faith FM, where you get answers to the quiz in the breakfast show with Blake and Monica. Because if you answer these 
quiz clues. I, I said questions. Producer Shell is going to be so angry at me. <laughs> she he, is listening. Yeah, I'm she so sorry. She already sent me a message saying we can't receive voice notes. So the people who are trying <laughs> to correct us on how to pronounce bar ra 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 they um yeah they can't send us an, an wow I'm so apologetic to her please please forgive me <laughs> producer Shell I didn't mean to say questions I meant to say clues and I'm gonna blame Lawson he's not here and here's the next one <laughs> who am I I tempted Jesus while he was in the desert for forty days that's really just giving away at that point I tempted Jesus while he was in the desert for forty days zero four nine one zero six four six six nine tell us who that is that's what you know. That is why that clue is only worth 100 points. Yeah, because it's pretty obvious. Because it's pretty... Uh, the first one got me. Yeah, the first one was good. Yeah, we'll go over we'll go over that in the next section, but I we're going to go over all of them again. But mm-hmm. it really... I did not... I couldn't figure out who it was. In fact, we had some people text in the quite a few wrong answers. Yeah. I, I was actually blown away by how many wrong answers were texted in. I love a good hard quiz, though. It keeps things interesting. It does, for sure. Uh, we're going to keep going with our encounter with God because I want to keep talking about uh, I want to keep talking about tithe, stewardship, and how this whole system works in the Bible. So we're going back to the very beginning. We read from Genesis 14 of the first mention of tithe, but now I want to read the last mention of tithe in the Bible that is a reiteration of that story. About Melchizedek. So can you read that for us? Uh, If you can go to Hebrews chapter 7, and the last mention of tithe in the Bible actually recalls the same encounter, but the words tenth and tithe are now used interchangeably. So when you hear tenth or when you hear tithe, it's 10% and it means the same thing. Hebrews 7, chapter 1, verse 9. Hebrews 7, chapter 1, verse 9. Oh, I mean, Hebrews chapter 7, <laughs> verses 1 through 9. This Melchizedek was king of the city of Salem and also a priest of God most high. When Abraham was returning home after winning a great battle against the kings, Melchizedek met him and blessed him. Then Abraham took a tenth of all he had captured in battle and gave it to Melchizedek. The name Melchizedek means king of justice and king of Salem means king of peace. There is no record of his father or mother or any of his ancestors, no beginning or end to his life. He remains a priest forever, resembling the Son of God. Consider then how great this Melchizedek was. Even Abraham, the great patriarch of Israel, recognized this by giving him a tenth of what he had taken in battle. Now the law of Moses required that the priests who are descendants of Levi must collect a tithe from the rest of the people of Israel, who were also descendants of Abraham. But Melchizedek, who was not a descendant of Levi, collected a tenth from Abraham. And Melchizedek placed a blessing upon Abraham, the one who had already received the promises of God. And without question, the person who has the power to give a blessing in greater is greater than the one who was blessed. The priests who collected tithes are men who die, so Melchizedek is greater than they are, because we are told that he lives on. In addition, we might even say that these Levites, the ones who collect the tithe, paid a tithe to Melchizedek when their ancestor Abraham paid a tithe to him. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, so one here's a couple notes here. First thing, uh, in the Hebrew story, neither Melchizedek nor Christ are actually part of the tribe of Levi. So tithing precedes the Levites, and follows the selection of the Levites. Is Melchizedek in this section, is he supposed to be a representative of Christ? Like, is he Christ or is he a type of Christ here? Whew, that is a, an excellent 
question that is probably uh, a little bit deeper than we okay, can sorry. say, but definitely a type of Christ. Like, yeah. is it actually pre-incarnate, like a Christophany? That's what they're called, uh, mm-hmm. where we see uh, Christ appearing uh, in form before his birth on earth. We, yeah. There's several Christophanies in the Bible. Uh, it's a possibility, mm-hmm. uh, and I would love to go into that on another day, but he's definitely a type of Christ. So yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. stick with that for this time. And definitely uh, a type of Christ. Because he's playing the role of Christ. In yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. So now uh, we have tithing is not an exclusively Jewish custom, right? It didn't originate with the Hebrews at Sinai. This is a thing that happened long before, and it's going to happen after as well, too. So tithing is for all believers, whether you're a Hebrew or not, right? Whether you are a Jew or not. Now, could you turn uh, to Genesis chapter 28, and read a few verses from there. We're going to talk about when Jacob leaves home. He's running away from his angry brother Esau. And then he has this dream on a staircase. So if you can read maybe verse 13 and 14. And then verses 20 to 22 in Genesis chapter 28. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord. And he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham. And the God of your father Isaac, the ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west, to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And all families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. That was verse 13 and 14. Perfect. Now 20, uh, sorry, let me go, yeah, 20 all the way to 22. Then Jacob made this vow, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me with food and clothing, and and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshipping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Interesting. So he's following it in his footstep, in the footsteps of his grandpa, mm-hmm. Abraham, and he goes, hey. If Lord, if you're with me, you keep me alive, and I actually come back to this place, I am going to give. Well, first off, you're going to be my God. So that's the first step. So don't pay tithe if you don't believe in God, mm-hmm. because it kind of defeats the purpose. Because the purpose of the tithe is to remind you of God mm. and to remind you that He is the owner and the creator of everything. And so once you have that established, then the next step is to say, Well, because of my belief in God, I am going to return unto Him a tithe. Because I value him, I love him, and I'm thankful for him. And I want to acknowledge that he is the owner of everything. So here's an interesting thought. Why is it important for us to understand that tithing, like the Sabbath, was not something that originated in the ancient Israelite legal or even religious system, right? So that doesn't end as well with them. Originate with them doesn't end with them. Exactly. So, so oftentimes people can say, oh, the Sabbath is just for the Jews. Yeah, it was nailed to the cross, as I say. Right. So, well, but a lot of Christian churches don't say that about tithing. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But Sabbath was even mentioned before ever there was a mention of tithe. And so the argument that the Sabbath, the seventh day Sabbath, has been done away with uh, because it's only for the Jews would that same logic would say that tithing has been done away with, and that's only for the Jews. And so I, I would challenge our listeners and our our community here on Faith FM to understand that like the Sabbath, tithing 
is for all believers before and after the Jews ever there were. You know, so before Jews existed, and obviously Jews exist now, but now there's also a spiritual Israel. And we're a part of spiritual Israel as believers. We have become part of the family of God. So it's just important to remember that the Sabbath, like tithing, has been something that was established long before the literal Jewish nation, and it will be established for eternity as well too. Because this is something that God gives us to help us in worshiping him, to recognize the giving back. Now, beyond tithe, I think it's important for us to remember that now we've kind of established that we return tithe, an offering has nothing to do with your 10%. An offering is on top of your 10% to say, Lord, I'm giving this offering to you because I've already returned my tithe, but I'm so happy to follow you. I want to give this gift, this offering to you and to the church to establish and grow the kingdom of heaven. Now we're going to listen to Gungor, Please Be My Strength, here on Faith FM. I've tried to stand my ground, I've tried to understand, but I can't seem to find my faith again. Like water on the sand, or grasping at the wind, I keep on falling short. So please be my strength Please be my strength Cause I don't have any more I don't have any more shine in this doubting heart of mine and all would know that you Strength. 
listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you looking for better TV? Station partner Hope Channel Australia focuses on faith, health, relationships and community. It's television that will change your life. Visit hopechannel.com forward slash au. That's hopechannel.com forward slash au to find out more. Part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM. I have a few text messages to share with you. Uh, oh, Chris texts us with a crazy idea. He says, What if churches would install pokies? That would. <laughs> That could then pack in and generate massive tithing. Massive tithing. That is so funny. Yeah. Come uh, in the foyer and it's like all these lights and bells and whistles. Uh, <laughs> no, probably not. It's <laughs> a terrible idea, but it is a little I bit love fun. the creativity yeah. and the innovation <laughs> yeah. and thinking outside the box, but that's the kind of box. And we would like to think that the money would be much better spent than like going through criminal hands. I got a better idea. Oh, yeah. Get, just skip the pokies. Mm-hmm. Just come in, pack the people in, and generate massive tithing by creating a community of faith 
without the gambling. There you go. There, there we you go. go. <laughs> so, Chris, great, great plan. Uh, a lucky thinking, right there. <laughs> Another text message comes in. The mafia on the news. The mafia can be defeated? Question mark. How do you defeat the papacy and secret societies? Triple laughy face. Yeah, wow. I, I heard that on the news as well about the mafia. Also, and I'm just, to me, it seems like something that happens. I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I can't, as an adult, I can't believe the mafia still exists because it sounds like something from like my childhood. You know, oh, it's very there. real. I know. Uh, it's a very real thing, actually, for sure. Then the underworld, and and literally just today, mm-hmm. we heard that about ninety five billion dollars was yeah, laundered wonder, yeah. through mm-hmm. gambling. Yeah. And I promise you that some of that money was mafia money. Mm-hmm. I promise you, because that's how that works. Uh, Chris says. Uh, the native reservations in the USA can also sell tobacco and alcohol free of state tax. That That is also true. It's just so crazy how they're making the worst things so accessible to the people who least need them. It's just so topsy. It's a, it's what I think what's happening is, well, here's a perfect. I'm going to read this next text that actually explains what's happening. It says, thank you, Blake. I actually learned something new today that all American states don't allow gambling, but for Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, I want to clarify, other states do allow gambling, but it's mainly Nevada, Atlantic City, uh uh, you have New Jersey, which I think is part of there. Uh, so there are other states that do allow gambling, but the majority do not. It's okay. it's so it's so hypocritical. Like Korea is the same. South Korea outlaws countrywide gambling, but they have casinos everywhere. But the casinos are for the foreigners. And even as a Korean, if you go overseas and you get caught gambling overseas, you get penalized. Really? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Wild. But this, but this, uh, the government still recognizes there's so much money to be made, and so they still have casinos. Uh, the text message goes on to say, but the other states allow it in the reservation. So the plan of the money men, mm-hmm. uh, money bag and smiley face with cash, was always to use them to make more money yeah. in the future yeah. while destroying the native people at the same time. And then he ends the statement with demons rule the world. Yeah, it's it, it really exposes them. It's a it, it's an awful mm-hmm. just cycle that that happens there. Now uh, with the quiz, you got one minute to tell you all the answers. Yeah, give us the answers. Okay, uh, so the answer is Satan. Right. So Satan was the one uh, who Jesus said lived in Pergamon. Uh, time and time again, he, Satan stopped Paul from going to Thessalonica. Uh, t- uh, Satan asked to sift Simon as wheat, but Jesus prayed for Simon so that his faith would not fail. Uh, Satan. Uh, Jesus said it was that Satan's kingdom were divided against itself. It couldn't stand. And Satan was the one who tempted Jesus while he was in the desert for 40 days. If you got those, you got some points, depending on where you answered that according to the quiz. And you'll be in the drawing for... No, we don't only eat carrots. Wonderful cookbook by Leah Jones, plant-based healthy cookbook. Sounds actually pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Now, up next, after Anthem Lights, It Is Well With My Soul, we're going to listen to that song. We also have a giveaway, but you got to be the first caller before 9 a.m., okay? So mm-hmm. when that giveaway happens, you to be the first caller in to get it. Yep. Send us a text. Give us a call. Until then, here is It Is Well With My Soul by Anthem Lights on Faith in FM. In like a river Attendeth my way When sorrows like sea billows roll 
It is well with my soul, a beautiful hymn that was written many years ago, but still holds so much meaning and value. I love that song. Mm, it is literally one of my favorite songs in any language. Actually, we I've sung it many times in Shona. Um, yeah, with my Zimbabwean crew, I used to hang out with quite a bit, and they. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. I do want to say uh, we got a little text message here. From Raphael. Thanks, Raphael. Very good connection, Blake, between Sabbath and tithing. Some smiley face, thumbs up, and prayer hands. I appreciate the emojis as well, too. Uh, we have quite a few people who've actually got the answer correctly on that quiz. But now we're going to do a giveaway totally for free. For free. Totally yeah. for free. Just be the first person to call through today. We are giving away a copy of a book called The Giving Equation, Working Out Your Relationship with God and Money by Ken Long. What an incredible book. Um, this is a, all about uh, what we were talking about today, about uh, stewardship, about tithing. Um, if you have a bit of a... You know, a couple more questions about that, you know, how that might relate to you, what it's going to do for your life. Um, this book is only for you, The Giving Equation, Working Out Your Relationship with God and Money by Ken Long. I, I just want to say the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. Yeah. It's a very big difference. There are so many Bible references in the Bible about finances. 
And as Christians, as followers of God, we need to understand the principles of money. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about this all week uh, right here on Faith FM, where we talk faith, live faith, we act faith, so that you can grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be 